Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What's up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of Supercross Companion. I'm guessing you've listened to the podcast with Jet. Here is a little hour yarn with uh, the older of the Lawrence Legends, uh, Hunter. Uh, I had a really cool chat. This is the first time I've got a chance to talk to Hunter for this long. Uh, and yeah, he's he's just such a cool dude. Such a, such a, such a cool dude. He has such a massive future in this sport as well as his brother, uh, and it's going to be really fun. It's especially fun as Australian to uh, to get to watch these guys do what they're doing. Uh, and yeah, it was really, really cool to, to get to talk to Hunter in this way. He's a very articulate guy. He's a very smart guy. Uh, I enjoy the way he thinks about things. Um, and yeah, like I said, I think he has a massive future in this sport. Uh, we spoke to him about his Supercross debut in, I guess, weird times. Uh, as well as the incident with Faulkner, uh, where he got his fashion style from. Uh, and then Jet makes a little bit of a cameo, uh, which kind of just turns into a bit of a row session. So thank you guys all for listening. I uh, just got to give a big shout out to our sponsors that make this possible. Uh, we've got a really, really, really rad group of companies in the motocross industry that uh, support the motocross side of this podcast. So thank you so much to the guys at MX Store. Um, if you just general, generally follow the podcast, uh, you see that we've been doing a lot more writing lately um, and just the, the convenience of having MX store so close to us is just insane. Uh, and I know that if you don't live in Burley like we do and can't just go into the showroom, uh, the service that they provide with the same day shipping and, and all of the... I guess the uh, the advantages of shopping with MX Store really come come into play, um, and they're just as convenient even if you don't live on the Gold Coast. So you can head to mxstore.com.au for all of your dirt bike needs. Uh, next, we're brought to you by the guys at Rival Inc. Design Co. Uh, I've said it a million times. These guys are pretty much the best in the business, uh, constantly innovating uh, some of the best designs uh, and mix that with the best product out there as well. Uh, also brought to you by the legends at Fist Handwear. We get asked a bunch about 
our Gypsy Tales collab glove. We are doing one. Uh, we're bringing that back as soon as we can. The whole Corona thing's kind of slowed that down a little bit. Um, but you guys already know that Sammy makes the best gloves in the world. Uh, also brought to you by the guys at Dixon Flannel. Uh, dixonquality.com.au is the website they are they're the best quality flannels that I've ever worn so uh, for whatever that is worth you can head to dixonquality.com.au type in the code ramp thief uh, and for fist handwear you can uh, go to fisthandwear.com and use the code fuckjace to get 20% off uh, also brought to you guys uh also brought to you by the guys at Thrillseeker Collection, uh, thrillseekercollection.com for basically the most badass seat covers in the game. You'll see them on bikes like Tyler Berriman, Sammy Moore's got one on there, uh, Jackson Richardson runs the Thrillseekers, pretty much Jack Miller, pretty much everyone uh, that I guess we're kind of in the crew with uh, runs Thrill Seeker, and that is for a very, very good reason. Uh, also brought to you by the guys at Maxis Tires. Uh, super stoked to be uh, on board with these guys. It's cool. I feel like with tires, it's like, I just don't feel like we could get the same level of, I guess, interaction with the manufacturers, with any of the other tire brands. But with the guys at Maxis here in Australia, it really feels like we could really work with them to do some really cool stuff. Uh, the product's great. Toddy Waters loves it. Um, and I was going to ride it on my new Maxxis tires this weekend, but didn't get to. I ended up riding a Suzuki instead. So uh, very keen to get out on track. And also we're brought to you by the guys at MotorX, basically the highest quality oils uh, in the world. Important to know, I didn't know, but they actually do like a KTM specific oil and then a Japanese bike specific oil. So that's what I just got this week. And we'll be doing a fresh oil change in the 450. Uh, and again, stoked to be working with another great company in the motocross industry. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate everybody for listening. From the gang, from Gypsy. Gang and they come and get gang. Gang and they come and get gang. Gang. I'm at a gypsy. Gypsy. Gang. I'm at a gypsy. Yeah. Gypsy wants to have a little talk to you also. Oh, you have a chat, does he? Yeah, a little real chat, mate. Oh, I feel special. <laughs> That's good. What's Big going dog. On? What's happening, bro? Oh, thanks, mate. Not oh, much. Just cooked up a bit of dinner. Jetson, by the way, if you want to go make a wrap. Okay. Just, uh... Thanks, Jet. Chef. You're the man, bro. All good. Thanks for having me. Just cooking, mate. And chilling. Chef, chefing it up. Recycling. <laughs> Yeah, just been for a cycle today with Ricky, went out to lunch with RC and his kids and Dino and Sarah, and then we went and checked out Olympic Park, which that was pretty sick, actually. That was pretty Oh, oh where they did the cool. Winter Olympics? Yeah, 2002. So that, that was pretty cool. Pretty gnarly to see how, uh, like, those big ski things that they jump down and stuff, like, mm. pretty insane, pretty insane, but... Oh, cool, chill day. So, um, debut on the weekend, mate. Feels like it's a uh, little bit, little bit overdue with everything that sort of happened. And so, how gnarly is it? It's <laughs> yeah. like you get injured, and then it's already that's all right. Yep, that's a bummer. But then you've yep. got coronavirus, and then your first experience racing Supercross is in the same stadium in Salt Lake and then you're living in like an Airbnb, like nothing about your Supercross debut has been in any way normal. Yeah, I mean, it's 
the injuries and stuff did suck, but at the same time, it was kind of like I'm still so pumped to get a, an opportunity to race, you know, just because how it was looking, I wasn't going to get that opportunity. Um, but Salt Lake City, I'll hold you up on that one because, dude, where we're staying is is unbelievable. So we're up up the mountain in Park City, right near where the Olympic Games were in 2002. And, dude, it's beautiful here. It feels like we're in a different country. Like It's amazing, it's isn't ski it? Ski resorts. Dude, ski resorts, uh, killer mountain bike trails. It's honestly, it's, it's like a holiday. It's like a work holiday. The fact we get to race in four days' time again is even cooler than waiting another week. So, in, in all honesty, I, I don't mind it at all. Like, it's, it's pretty cool. Obviously, if I'd been here the full, full time, like the 450 guys, maybe I might have a different opinion. But no, dude, I'm, I'm so thankful we're back to racing again, being able to do what, what we love to do. So, yeah, that's the biggest, the biggest thing, mate, just being back racing. Man, I think, um, I mean, when I was there, it, it obviously was never like this. And it was just this constant, like, I don't think, and I mean, it's even gnarlier in the GPs, but I just don't think people understand how hardcore the travel element of racing uh, dirt bikes professionally is for the crew, for, for everybody. And like to be able to just chill in one spot, race one stadium with different, like a different layout every time. Man, it's actually kind of seems like the dream, right? Dude, it's it's yeah, funny you say that. Like the the team was joking about the other night, like last night, dad was like, Oh yeah, I might like what time you reckon leave and Josh, the team manager, goes, dude, leave whenever the hell you want. Like there's no traffic. <laughs> like so yeah. team pretty much finishes up building the bikes for that night or like just give them a wash and worry about it the next day and all right, we'll we'll see us later. Like they don't have to build like build down the tent, like pull the tent down in the awning and so for the team aspect of things it is nice. I think it's it's cool to see the mechanics like the boys are going for a mountain bike on their day yeah. you know, up here. Going for a fish. Like honestly to see the mechanics be able to do that and have their a pretty cool sort of off time is is actually awesome just because dude those mechanics are, are freaking machines. Like they they're so underpaid and and underappreciated just because of the hours they work they fly out wednesday build the truck thursday they're friday saturday sunday rebuild bikes home they're, they're home for two days of the week nearly maybe three like so for them it's awesome for the riders mate we got the easy part we fly in do our job and fly out you know yeah man i'm glad you said it that was one of the things that when i was over there i just could not believe how hard the mechanics had it in terms of and i mean all of them like fuck they all want to be yeah. there you know like they they love it but jesus they they have a gnarly job and then you throw in yeah. let's just let's just say it fucking rains for 20 minutes and then all of a sudden the next week of your life completely changed because it rained for 20 minutes yeah exactly dude it's it's a freaking oh like i take my hat off to them and I look at the mechanics and, and just see legends, you know, because they freaking literally, they want to win and they want to be out there just as bad as the riders, you know, like during this whole COVID-19, like they're like, ah, oh, man, you know, like I got to work a bit from home and stuff and like it just doesn't feel right, you know, like mm. they want a mechanic, they want to be out there with their rider and stuff. So 
Yeah, it's dude. I think I speak for everyone. This COVID nineteen deal is has been immensely difficult for everyone. You know, it's just a shitty deal. But but yeah, I'm glad that we're getting a championship. I'm glad. I mean, I think in the in the two fifties, I don't think it's been well. Actually, I feel like the 250 class, with how fast the Yamahas are, I feel like that's kind of playing into some of the results, especially on the on the East Coast side of things, um, with uh, McElrath kind of getting the you know the first couple wins and a lot of lot of good starts and stuff. Yeah. But I think the the 450 class is definitely, I guess, this whole altitude and just being in Utah, it's essentially put ken out of the championship so it has been i'm glad that we've been able to finish the championship but i definitely don't think we've seen the same championship as what we would have if there was no coronavirus no for sure you're you're dead right on that mate it's the altitude up here is gnarly you know like the first day riding up here you come in and (laughs) dude your lungs and you you're like come on lungs just open up like get some oxygen in you know the air's so thin and it's dry and it's gnarly mate the the champions of 2020 it's it's definitely one to put a asterisk beside because i mean i don't think and hopefully there'll never be another year like 2020 so yeah it's it's gnarly i mean just speaking of like dino and stuff who's in the 450 class hearing from some of the other 250 riders just from people and rumors around the paddock that I don't think anyone came off the track like, oh man, that was whew, that was a breeze. Like I feel yeah. great, you know. Like they were all freaking dude. They were taxed, you know. Especially short laps, long main events. Like short lap times mean long ass main events. Like you you're hitting that whoop yeah. section a lot of times. Bro, that thing got so chopped out. It was gnarly, eh? Like <laughs> on the track walk, all track viewing session. We were looking at the whoops and we're like, oh, dude, those things look so easy. Like, they were so big and rounded, just like tap across the top of them. Like, Dazzy's been building our whoops back home, like super steep and massive. And we're like rubbing our hands together. And all throughout the day, they were pretty good. And then, dude, by the time the night show come along, holy crap, they were just cupped out. It's like they got steeper and sharper, like just instantly. Riding on. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was crazy. Like, we did million laps it was yeah (laughs) so how was uh i mean you've been at it so long and you've already done so much in your career obviously you did the pro motocross stuff last year it's it's not like it's not like you're a rookie in the sense of the word of you know your career but that was your debut supercross race how was the the debut like the experience the whole sort of day was it sort of what you expected or um yeah i didn't really really know what to expect you know because it was so different there's no there's no like hype like adrenaline like kind of deal yeah you don't have that crowd of, of the the daunting feeling of coming into that stadium and then dude there's people stacked from the floor to the ceiling on the place. Um, but it was it was different. I didn't feel like I was super stressed and worried, but just without even realizing it, your heart rate is so much higher. Like my heart rate was 10 to 15 beats higher mm. all day, you know, even just relaxing just because it's – I can't even explain it. It's like anticipation, right? Adrenaline. Yeah, exactly. You know, you want to do well. You're eager. Oh, I just want to get it over and done with. I just want to yeah. show everyone what I can do. And, and you know, so – 
obviously, like, I feel like my night really took a turn for the worse in the heat race, having that crash and then, like, struggling to get the bike started, just going to the LCQ, that really sort of put a bad tone on the night. And then, you know, you go out for the LCQ in another 15, 20 minutes. You do that thing, which it's only six minutes plus one or whatever, but that's still eight laps. Yeah. And then you come in, you've got the, t- the 450 LCQ, and then you're back out there, you know? So you literally have like 15 minutes back at the truck, if that, mm. to get all dialed in for the main. So, and then, yeah, the main event just, dude, getting starts from out so far wide. Like my start was good, How but it was so far wide. need to put in this meat? Salt Not that much. It's not salty. It is. You're salty. Tastes terrible. I'm salty. We'll cook up some batteries. more then. Cook up some more. We will. If you know how. Just tell um, him to eat some wheat beaks plain and then he'll appreciate a bit of salt. Yeah. Jeez. You want bland meat? Come on, mate. Hard, hard, um, to, hard to keep the young fella happy or what? Is he always like this? Oh. Yeah, he's a joke. Nightmare to live with. Jeez. <laughs> I've never met someone that loves himself as much as that kid <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh. yeah but no back to what i was saying like the main event my start was good but it's just you're in gate your gate pick 19 so not much you can do and just getting caught up in the riffraff like after the whoops two guys were stopped and i've come out of the whoops bang down the gears and then you know try to miss them and clicked a false neutral and then I've gone to go up around the berm and just fell over like a uh, oh so you did click you did click a false neutral there yeah yeah it was Uh, yeah okay freaking so dirty at that and then yeah like my grip and and whole handlebar was stuck in the dirt because that was probably the only corner that had like a, a real decent soft moisture corner in it and yeah, it was it was tough coming from from that distance behind and dead last all the way back up to wherever I did, you know. So definitely looking to turn it around next uh, this Sunday. Yeah, uh, and so what was uh, we spoke to to Jet a little bit about the Faulkner thing. Um, what was like? Have you had any like existing shit with him, or that was just sort of out of the blue with him? Dude, that's the first time. No, like that was. I think that's why I kind of reacted how I did obviously it was a silly thing to do but I didn't care at the time and I've never spoken to the guy never raced him I raced him once on an 85 at the Bulgarian Junior World Championships which dude he wouldn't have remembered racing me like that's how far along ago and I didn't like what else and we would it was that heater lap we did a heater lap right and before that you know you look to try and position yourself to get over a, a clean yeah. lap and I looked and he was behind me I'm like, okay, so I still rolled the second last corner and he wasn't like trying to get past me, you know? So I, I was singing around, I'm like, okay, I wasn't a dick in trying to get in front of him before the heat lap. Yeah. So he started behind me and then we done the heat lap and it was all the way up until the second last corner. He caught me a little bit finally there, but not to where he had to slow down. And then it was the last corner. I think I came out of the corner a little bit off balance and like didn't scrub over that little double so i maybe maybe cost him 0.1 tenth of a second you know like barely anything you know and then but i feel like that's not on you right no i mean dude hey how many times does a slower rider mess up your heat lap like it's that's just kind of the art of qualifying bro 
Exactly, you know, and dude goes over the finish line, like does the big head shake, and then like I just pull off out of the main line, so I'm not dicking anyone else's lap up, and then he just rides up, like clicks gears up beside me, and then full like hits my uh, front wheel and like bars, and I'm like, is this guy for real? Like I didn't hear him, he wasn't panic revving me or nothing the whole lap, so I didn't even know he was there. Yeah, and I was just like, "You're such a freaking entitled princess!" Like, dude, get off your high horse and, like, yeah, I was just like, "I'm not gonna freaking play play your little girl, like, whatever." <laughs> and then, so what's going through your head in that moment? Because uh, essentially, it's like, "Fuck, man, you're you're in this, you're all in, you're all in the sandpit, essentially." And it's like, if you don't, yeah. if you don't, kind of lay down your position in that hierarchy and and kind of lay down the foundation of like how you're going to be treated so is that kind of what you were thinking in terms of the reaction is like you kind of just going to let him know that if it happens there will be a reaction from you oh 100 percent. you know i'm not battling with him for a title in supercross but i'm sure i will be in outdoors you know that's what we're aiming for so um it's just the fact that like dude i'm out there like trying to get a lap in just like every other single guy on there and he's got to throw his hands up in the air like he does and just carries on with such an attitude like dude calm down like yeah it's i i don't even care about it because i don't want to get pushed around like i'm not looking for trouble i'm not wanting to be the guy that's got to run it in like that obviously he cut down out of the corner a lot (laughs) sooner than i anticipated um, so that probably didn't help my case, but at the same time, hey, it is what it is. You're human. You make mistakes. It's part of life. Live and learn. <laughs> and then there was the whole deal with uh, with Ferrandis, where he he did, that was kind of gnarly, to be honest. Like the way that Ferrandis went over the bars into the face of that triple, like that was actually no dude, joke, was, dude. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. And I have a feeling that if you tried to reenact that exact pass. I think you could do it a hundred times and not have the same outcome of what happened. Like, I think it was such a freaking crazy, like a crazy timing. His rear wheel went under, like it was the same as the A1 crash. Like his bike went under Craig's and kicked him and then McAdoo's rear wheel went under his and just ejecto cedo cars. Like it was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so was that, was it McAdoo that took Ferrandis out? I thought it was Faulkner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, it wasn't Faulkner. Oh. I don't think he'd ever, ever run it in on Ferrandis. I don't think he's... Yeah, dude, Ferrandis ain't, the, Ferrandis ain't that guy, bro. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, that ain't it, Chief. Don't play with him. I mean, uh, like I th- Dylan, I don't classify him as a dirty rider, but it's just the same deal. If you're going to dish it out, hey... Expect it back, like Osborne, the same deal. Jason Anderson, I mean, list goes on. Yeah, I think uh, the the A two crash <clears throat> with Ferrandis and Craig as well was just kind of gnarly. Like that, that ended up being the freak takeout that just looked so spectacular. But I just think that that yeah. was the world's coll- that was like Mercury and retrograde and <laughs> just creating like the yeah, worst crash from a, a kind of harmless takeout. Yeah. But it was that turn I mean, was pretty dude, fast after the finish line. 
It was. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, Dylan was coming in fast. Like, he was coming in to make the move, but at the same time, like, it's just, yeah, it's a mistake, dude. It's sure, if it was me in there, I'd probably be pissed at the guy, like, you're an idiot. Like, what were you thinking was going to happen? But, hey, at the end of the day, it's everyone's got their reasoning. You know, like, um, as much as it's, I don't really care to understand Faulkner's reasoning, he probably had a reason for whatever it was, you know? Yeah, no. Nah. And, and I mean, you guys are in like an ecosystem. There's a there's a certain pecking order, there's a hierarchy, there's dudes that have a, you know, oh, you stay out of his way, oh, this, you can't run it in on this guy, and that's all created on the playground, bro. Like, you guys are, you exactly, guys are essentially bro. kids on a playground. Yeah, no, 100%, mate. There's always a pecking order. There's, I mean... If it look, if it was a race and he'd done that to me in a race, I I can probably say ninety nine percent sure I wouldn't have done that just because my common sense would have kicked in. Hey, you're nowhere near in the points. He's going for a title. Just leave it be. It they'll your day will come. You know, like. But just the fact that it was the first qualifying session, it is what it is. Everyone everyone finds their pecking order, and you know it's just everyone's trying to prove themselves at the end of the day. Hey, and the Hunter boys, uh, the Lawrence boys, ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got to set a good tone. One guy texted my agent uh, and said, you know what they say in prison? You got to find the biggest guy and <laughs> take it <laughs> <him> down. But... <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, dude. And hey, full credit to Austin. He fucking whacks that main event. Yeah, exactly. I mean... I, I delivered a punch in the fight, but he, he won the fight with a knockout in the end when he lapped me. So, <laughs> got to give credit where credit's due. I'll, I'll take that one on the chin. It's so... That's the that's the move, bro. Like, I feel like people get so butthurt in this sport over shit like that. And it's like, for you to just kind of be out of... You know, you made your point and you kind of made the statement they're like hey man if you do run it in on me it is going to come with something on the back side of it it's there there ain't no free takeouts here but at the end of the day like (laughs) to to sit there and still respect the dude for throwing down in the main event like he fucking went full g mode that night yeah exactly dude whole shot and you know handled it he handled business so i mean there's we're all races you know and if it was for example, if if let's just use Jet for an example, if he had done that and I felt like he wasn't revving me, same scenario, I probably would have tried the same on him just because like, hey, like <laughs> pull your head in, you know, like what do you like? Calm down and and it's not that I've got an issue with the guy. It was just then and there in the moment, like, dude, are you serious? Like, yeah. So it's yeah, no no dramas. Like I don't hold a grudge on him. Like if I raced him for the for a win or something tomorrow. Which that'd be, which is awesome, probably going to happen way. anyway. <laughs> Hopefully, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't have that in the back of my head, you know. I'd yeah. maybe contemplate that. Hey, he wants to try and get one back, but dude, I'd race him clean. Um, I'm not looking to race a gre- like dirty. That's the last thing I want to be. You know, that's not who I am. I'm way too nice of a person to to be a dirty guy on the field and then come in and be like, oh yeah, sorry mate, I didn't mean to take you out. No. I did mean to take you out. I'm in control of what I'm doing on the bike, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> you got a good perspective on it, dude, I reckon. 
I think you're. I think you're in a good place yes. with it all. Some people can let yes. shit like this with guys just fucking eat at them forever too. They just have these like crazy vendettas that just last forever. It's like, come on, bro, what are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, it's it's racing. Like, everyone has it. Hey, just after it's happened, it's happened. Put it in the past. Step back. Look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture for me, I want to be a Supercross and outdoor champion. I want to be a successful racer on on at the tip of the pinnacle of our sport. You know, I don't want to be the guy that's looking for oh, who's going to do me dirty today. No, yeah, that's not going to put freaking. That's not going to put food on my dinner table in years to come. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, nah, dude, a hundred percent, man. And like, uh, yeah, a lot of people do get lost in that shit. But some people, that's yeah. like the motivation that they need you know like the moss brothers were a real good example of that in australia if they weren't going to the line pissed off and ready to fuck someone up they probably just weren't going to do that good so like some people need that straight up not having a good time nah and i'm down with it too like that's fine i like that shit yeah sure hey it it, people love to see a good biff i mean (laughs) but yeah no it's no dude i'm 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 such a crazy guy. Like, I've tried, like, we've tried in, in my career to, like, go out the back of the truck. Like, dad will slap me around. Like, come on, like, get you fired up. And I'll go there pissed off and, and just, like, I'm going to kill these guys. And it just doesn't work for me, dude. I'm better to just go up there, cruisy, chill, have a relaxed. And, all right, let's, let's give 30 minutes plus two or 15 minutes plus one of the best Hunter Lawrence we can, I can be. And, and, it'll be what it'll be, you know? So with the correct lead up and the, and the proper training behind it and enough time, generally it, it turns out pretty good, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Jet a little bit before um, about like the technique side of riding. And I said to him that you pretty much to me, I feel like are the best technical rider in, I'd say probably in the lights class right now in terms of just pure technique and the way that you move on the motorcycle how much of that because i've been going through a bunch of stuff with townley um lately of like trying to work on my own technique and not really go fast anymore uh and just purely focus on technique how much of you at this level the with the way that you know the amount of laps that you've done in your life the amount of time you've spent on the motorcycle like how much are you still thinking about technique on a daily basis when you're riding dude every day like it's i think i speak for everyone in every shape and form of work business job sport whatever you're constantly working on your craft you're yourself you know you're you're always working on your craft and interviews etc it's the same deal like with Johnny O'Mara coming on board this year. We're still critiquing my style for Supercross, you know, like I had I still have kind of an issue with arching my back, you know, like I kind of formed a habit without even realizing it of arching my back. So in the whoops I'd come in and I'd have a super arched back, which wasn't good. It would put me in a kind of weak position that yeah. when I would get kicked, I didn't have the like reflect the the best reflection point or position to save it you know so and so where did that bad habit come from you think ah it's it's like it goes deep to having tight hip flexors you know so yeah it it joins the whole puzzle of you got to do enough physio and body care of how your muscles are relaxed 
and loose. Like I had really tight hip flexors and tight um, like stomach muscles and that would pull my hips forward, therefore creating mm. a bit of an arched back. So it's all those little things of how you're doing your stretches and stuff that would kind of link it up and just that muscle memory. Like I would do it from a compensation for a week of nursing something. Yeah. And it just that muscle memory, you know, you do something enough times, it becomes that muscle memory. You come into a left turn, what happens? Your right elbow goes up and your left leg comes out. You know, it's that instant muscle memory. And then those so, like imperfections where, in your body leak their way into your technique. Exactly, mate. Exactly. So it's, we're constantly working, constantly trying to be better. And then there's just some days where dad will go, stop worrying about trying to look perfect and, and doing things correct. Just freaking look at Jet. He's elbows down and he's steering with the rear wheel, but it's working. Sure, it's not technically correct and his legs flangling off the side, but it's fast and it's effective in that terrain, that corner for that scenario. Yeah. So, and then there's other days where dad will go, hey, Jet, watch this. Hunter puts his front wheel on this spot every single lap and doesn't miss a beat you know do that so it's it's kind of cool because jet's a very technical i'd say one of the best technical guys now as well um as myself i think just from years of practicing and stuff so it's cool to be able to bounce things off each other from him coming from that loose kind of rip it and grip it style that i need sometimes you know yeah, dude, we we were sort of talking about that. What do you make of his uh, fifth gear in the whoops nonsense? It's good, mate. I do it as well. Really? You're going fifth through the whoops as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck uh, all that. Why? Dude, that's like really fast, man. It's, I mean, it works, man. It, it helps. Bike's so relaxed. It's not under tension. The dude's going through it in third gear. They're not the wheels spinning. Um, bike's under tension. Same sort of deal as in rhythm sections. If you're in second and you're yeah, you're really revvy and stuff. Same deal, man. It's yeah, can't give too many secrets away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I mean that that's kind of one really really impressive thing about you boys. Obviously, we haven't seen you guys do too much supercross. Well, you personally, we've obviously seen what Jet's been able to do. But man, for yeah. guys, it's not like you dudes rode a lot of supercross in Australia. There's no real supercross here that you guys could sort of do. Uh, yeah. But but to adjust the way that you guys have, man, is so gnarly. And I think that speaks even more to your technique because you guys can yeah. come in, the technique, the, like the foundation solid enough there to where it's like whatever you're doing on a motorcycle, it sort of doesn't matter what the terrain is, if it's sand, if it's hard pack, if it's supercross, if it's, you know, you probably fucking rip it up at Erzberg. But it's like you've just done that much <laughs> foundational work that you can kind of adapt now. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I It's just being able to... That's one thing we've always tried to work on is being so versatile to what there's no limits on what we can do on the bike, you know, and even now Johnny says like they don't overcomplicate it. They just say, hey, you need to do this, work out what you need to do with your body positioning, that throttle position to make it happen. Simple as that. And, you know, and they trust in that our nature, our second nature will take over, you know, and, and, mm. and handle it. So. It's it's cool and it's it's tough because coming into Supercross, like you said, we I did a tiny bit, but it's I mean it's racing on like 
stadium cross tracks. You know, yeah. it's not the same. We don't have the whoops that we have here, or I didn't have the whoops training and stuff like that. So it's it's tough coming in. And, and that supercross, if it was on outdoors, you said, hey, I want you to come in, lift the front wheel over those three bumps, preload off the fourth into the rut. I'll be like, done. I'll do it straight away. But supercross, it's like, hey, those whoops, you need to come in. You need to put your front on the top of those about this high above the massive cupped out uh, holes in them and click fifth gear. You're like, oh, shit. Like, you sure, man? Like, <laughs> I don't know so if I want that smoke, like, hey? Yeah, I'm like, you seeing the same whoops I'm looking at, right? Or if it's like, hey, I think you can quad that. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty big. Like, ah, uh, yeah. Would James do it? Like, wait, where's another 250 guy? Jet, are you going to hit it? Like, you know, so it's it's just building that that confidence of, yeah, I know what I can do on my bike, you know, which which takes time. Yeah. What, um, what was it like? You obviously were on the sidelines with injury and then you got a front row seat to watch the world be exposed to Jet. And like... Everyone, obviously, knowing where you guys have come from, it's sort of not a surprise. Like, even when Jet was on a on a 60 at Coolum, everybody's like, oh, that kid is gnarly, you know? But the rest of the yeah, world sort of, like, the rest of the world doesn't get to see that same thing. But for you to get a front row seat and what, like, because in my, in my mind, like I said to Jet before, he basically became like a Quentin Tarantino film in at A2. It's like everybody loves him because they know that when they watch him, it's going to be hectic. And it's like to, yeah, yeah, wa- to, sure, watch sure. The, to watch that happen to your brother, was that a pretty cool experience to sort of see the world be exposed to him the way that, that they were? It is, it is, you know, and it's it's... You can't help but like you as a competitor, you know, you view him, I view him as a brother and then you view him as a competitor now. So at the same time, like whenever you see anyone do well, it's just that human nature of like, damn it, I wish that was me, you know, but it was cool, you know, like seeing him, you know, we had a really good lead up and stuff. So it was, it was cool. Like it's, it's always cool to see, see a brother do well. And when obviously A2 when you're watching the race, you, you want him to win. You're like, yes, yes, this is going to be awesome because you're, you're viewing it from a family perspective. And then, like, that was the first time I'd ever seen Jet crash, you know, and not move. Like, we'd seen Jet crash, gee, a trillion a times. times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe a, a million trillion, um, me and dad. And then that was the, f- and he always got up, you know, he was like a rubber man. And that was the first time I'd ever see him hit the deck and just not move. It was freaking, it was kind of not scary, but just like far out. Like it sucked, you know, it did suck. I'd never seen that before. That was the first time I'd seen it in my life. So it did suck. <coughs> hey, bro. <coughs> yeah, he's we'll, in uh, here freaking trying to me. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get at him on, on the fact that uh, you got, who, well, who has better style? What like style on the bike? Like, no, nah, well, we're talking we're talking off the bike, bro. Yeah, I mean it's debatable. Here we're two different styles, so it's it depends what kind of guy you are. I think I'm more of a classy business kind of classy deal, and he's more like your young kind of skater 
type deal. He's like, he just wants, he, he wants to be Niger, essentially. Basically, no. so he's basically <laughs> the Niger Houston starter pack. And <laughs> I don't know what I, I don't even know what I'd say. Am Dude, I, you're, I like you're a, season, you're a Hugo boss mannequin. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd go to far as saying that, something like that. I'm Hugo more boss street. Boy. I'm baggy clothes and street. So Niger. No. You're Niger's little boy. He's a skater. That's what you want to be. Just Look, because I bought got two a, sets of his shoes doesn't mean I want to be like Niger. He got a skateboard sitting right here and he hadn't even ridden it. He just poses up on it so hard. <laughs> I had. Dude, I do ride it. There's chips and stuff from Bro. me stacking on it. And eating crap. That's from bringing it on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's from TSA, son, not a rail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's from TSA. What's that big thing? Yeah, it's my skateboard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so gangster. Hey, Jet dropped that he's still running V-plates, and that, that made his stock go up in my mind. I actually think that's the coolest fucking thing ever. <laughs> Is he lying? Is he lying? No, nah, he, uh, no, he's not, actually. Are you, uh, for a minute, I thought he was kind of into boys, like. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because of that? Because of that hat? Maybe. It's because he's... Hey, this is a one-off <laughs> hat. What is that? Hat no. Is... It's dope. What is that thing? Shift one. It's a oh, one-off that... hat. Yeah, that's gangster, bro. I was only giving you shit. That thing is dope. I'm the only one who has that. Oi, man. I can't really talk. Look at I'm running like some fucking oh, Yeezys. With... Yeezys? Yeezys with green socks, bro. Yeah. Straight straight from Russia. I don't have Yeezys, dude. Skirt, skirt. Skirt, skirt. I'm yeah, here, buddy. Next, I want to get some Yeezy 700s. Yeah. Because everyone has the Yeezy 350s. I don't even know what these are, to yeah, be honest, Jet's bro. A big, Jet's a big shoe guy. Yeah, big shoe guy. Yeah, but he don't have that off-white like his big bro, though, right? Love me, Samadhi. Well, he never heard of off-whites until I said something about it. Bullshit. Yes, you did. Bro, you're so freaking high. I had them before you even liked shoes. Oi, Jet, Jet, Jet. How much all right, how much of Hunter's style comes from his chick though, you reckon? Was Hunter like this style before he got his chick? Because like I know so I'll many dudes. Right wait, no, wait, no, no, wait, 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 wait. I wasn't I'll, no, I'll wait. You there. I wasn't. Hunter, I can fucking mute you, bro. <laughs> I wanna hear <laughs> I wanna hear from Jeff. Because I have so many mates, what they get a chick and they're just like plain fucking clothes, and then they get a chick and they look like a Hugo Boss mannequin, <laughs> Jet Lawrence. <laughs> Dude, he used to not like. He still doesn't really care much now, but he used to like when we'd go out to dinner, he would just put like a t-shirt and maybe some jeans and like a van shoes. Dude, he's got Cynthia. Dude, he's wearing these big jackets like Mertz. He's wearing. Nice jeans. He's wearing Hublot watches. Wearing Rolex. He's wearing those McQueen shoes, whatever you call them. Uh, Alexandra McQueen shoes that Cynthia got him. Oh, uh, I got him. Oh, you got him? Yeah, I got that. No, but I did. I will say I definitely dress a lot more expensive and nice now. But the main reason why is because I had zero dollars to my name before. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, when I met Cynthia, actually. So my whole time in Europe. Dude, I had nothing. I was running like broke boy fox clothing and stuff, which that's sick. Like, yeah, I was a broke boy. So when she met me, she was actually the rich one when she met me. So I had myself a little sugar mama. But <laughs> now that 
when we got to America, your boy started making some dough. So then he started to invest in himself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that shit. Yeah, we were uh... Just living like a 19 year old should. Hey, but what? He doesn't have any Supreme shoes, do you? Yeah, I didn't pay twice the retail for those ones, Jetta. <laughs> you don't have them, though. I didn't want them. <laughs> You don't. You're not the part no, of Jetson. Jetson's all pumped. He got those Supreme Nike Air Force ones. I can get them. They're just there. Yeah, grab them out. Grab them out. We got time, bro. Jet just straight yeah, hijacking your interview, he, bro. He bought them off. Uh, bought them off StockX. Those Is this the phone that's doing like this? Yeah. No, yeah. It looks terrible. See, I got the Supreme. Oh, they're they're pretty dope. And then Supreme. Damn boy, when I uh, I used to live just near the the Supreme store in um in West Hollywood, every time there was a drop, bro, no matter what it was, that place had the gnarliest line around the corner. I could not, I never even went in there. It's insane. We had um, so we got that sneakers app, and we try and get like the the Travis Scott cactus Nike. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And the Ben and Jerry dunks, bro. Bang on, like, straight away. Sold out. Your draw did not get picked. We get screwed over by those cop bots. It's so bad. Wait, how many people do they pick out? I don't know, mate. I don't know. Those Ben and... No, no. Those Ben and Jerry's are fucking cool. Yeah. I won again so bad. That was sick. But TBH, your boy was thinking about the resale stonks on those ones. <laughs> yeah, I, so I got a buddy that's right into the whole resale thing. So that's like kind of the yeah. only way that I know anything about shoes. But now I'm like, now I'm learning a bit about it. I was like, damn, there's like a bunch of money to be made in this shit. Oh, bro, it's like a 15,000% uh, appreciation rate on it. They were retail 95 bucks or 100 bucks. Bro, they're selling for $1,500. So is that, is that pretty much what you boys are kind of into uh, away from bikes, like when you need to sort of get away from it all? Yeah, like I like – he like, he loves shoes and looking at Lambos and stuff. I like, I've always loved my shoes. I was a big shoe guy when I was in Australia. He's just started to get into his shoes now. Yes, yeah. so I'm not like – he's more like a hype beast. Like he's like, oh, these Nike Air mm. Dunk Jordan release, blah, blah, blah. He's like that where I just like – Nice shoes, you know, like those off-white ones. I have some Alexander McQueens. They're nice ones. He's more classy um, shoes. More classy. I get the Jordan ones, like more sneakers type and of stuff thing. like that. But I'm like a pretty big watch guy. Like I'm into watches now. You know, into he, cars and stuff. And he's got a Rolex, but I got that sick as fossil that looks expensive. You got the what? I got a fossil that looks expensive. <laughs> you got a fossil that looks expensive. Right, yeah, it's yeah. got gold. When you see gold on a watch, you, you immediately think it's expensive. So, oh, you had your interview. From looking at you it, had, it looks like thousands, but price-wise, seventy-five bucks. Well, you had your interview, bro. We, we, we need some time with we need some time with Hunts, mate. All right, you just can't be still in the limelight <laughs> constantly. All right, go, give, go over there and count your shoes. Give the old brush your shoes. Give the old boy a I'm chance. Like yeah, yeah geez. Well, I was respectful for your interview. Jeez, nah, we... Bro, you hey. A bit of limelight. <laughs> I, hey, You're Jack. getting all the limelight now when you took Faulkner out. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. <laughs> I love you, though, Jet. You're the man. But I'll talk to you later. Adios. <laughs> I'm going to go have a play of golf, too. Yeah, I'll be out there in a minute. Um, 
Well, I don't even remember what we were talking about before. We were rudely interrupted by that kid. Yeah, dude. Oh, don't. It won't be the first time, mate. It won't be the last. Sorry. Uh, what were we talking, Ben? Do you remember what we were talking about? No. We just got fully sidetracked by this whole deal. Um, yeah, big, big time. Oh, we were talking about no, something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it is cool. There's only so much bike shit you can talk about. Well, I haven't had you on here though. For a, this is the first time I've had you on, so I've kind of got some shit to cover off with you, you know. Yeah, for sure. No, it's it's cool to be on. I watched your stuff. Watched the big one with Toddy and Rob Beams. That was really interesting. So, props to the boys on that one. Yeah, that was actually cool. I mean, I really didn't have to do too much for that one, to be honest. Hey, you still join the puzzles? Just in the room, you know. Just in the room. Um, <laughs> So I, I think we were actually were, we were talking about Jet. That's what we were talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. We I were, mean, we were about the A two deal. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's just so sick, and I think that both of you boys. I mean, you, you've got you guys have a really good team around you with like Myrtle and and Osho, obviously. Um, to where I think that you know it's not. It was actually cool speaking to Jet. Like we were talking about that whole thing. I was just made a joke that like he's legally not even allowed to bang yet over there. And he's like, nah, man, I'm just not fucking with chicks and not, not going down the, any of that road. And it's like, man, that, that is pretty cool because the distractions that can come, especially in, in America, dude, it's, it's pretty heavy. And for him to kind of have that mindset at 16, is pretty dope. For sure. I mean, it's, it's also the environment you're in, you know, if he was in, like one of the biggest things is like me and Myrtle, we always give Jet crap about when he took texts with girls or whatever because it's it's just like scratching your nails on short on whiteboard, you know. It's like yeah. cringy just because he missed all of those schooling years, you know, like when you learn flirting and, and picking <laughs> up signals in school. Like it's it's kind of funny, but at the same time it's he didn't experience any of the high school dating and stuff, so all of that kind of other distractions that come, I think it's really like all that stuff kind of comes in in school, you know, like, oh, they're kissing yeah. and stuff. And, and he never was surrounded by that. And then obviously not having many friends in Europe, now being in America, he can't drive by himself to meet up with chicks and he's got nowhere to take him. Like, so it's obviously, I hope mum's not listening to this, but there's kind of no time or place for it really. So, um, and not really, a, I guess, not really care. Like, we've got bigger things to achieve, to be fair. like. Yeah, and it, and it is cool, man, because it's so, especially with, you know, what, what he did. And, and I think that you've, you've just got a different personality. Like, I think you're going to be a superstar in the sport for, for, a different, for different reasons than what Jet kind of has the potential to be. But the pr- the problem yeah. with that though is that that can come with like so many like gnarly distractions and like the the that road could just be derailed so much easier than the path that you're on I think. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Like you can ask Myrtle about this. Where I mean, obviously me, like I care, but at the same time I don't. If he wants to do it, I'll give my opinion. Hey, bud, big bro here. Don't think you should do that. But at the end of the day, you learn learn things one way or another. But yeah, I mean, dude, uh, he's gonna be making a freaking too much money for his own age when when he's twenty and stuff. You know, like I'm sure a bunch of girls would love to sink their teeth into a a rich twenty year old who's just making tons of money and living the life. So 
yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I'm I'm really lucky with obviously meeting Cynthia. And when I had zero dollars to my name, I was a loser. I I drove a a team van that was lended to us from the team I rode for. You know, so there was nothing she could like financially gain from being with me. Yeah. So it's gonna be tough kind of seeing through whatever Jetson ends up bringing home to meet mum and dad for the first time. You know, just because of where his path leads him you know oh dude yeah a hundred percent man and it's like it's interesting to hear you say that about you know not going to school and not having that experience i feel like that's something that um people want to like especially for you guys like you did that full unconventional thing you didn't go to school you didn't do i mean you're in school a bit longer than he was but a lot of people don't really want to talk about that and it's like I think people want to turn a blind eye in the sports of like the negative effects that it does have, but it's like, yep. fuck man, it's sort of not your fault that that's the level of the sport now, but it's cool that you guys sure. can sort of be honest and even to consider that kind of stuff that, that Jet has to go through as such a young kid that realistically like just never went to school and he's only ever hung around yeah. his brother and his parents, you know? Sure, like we... Now, like even in Europe, there was times he was able to hang out with some buddies and and now in America a lot more. He's got a lot more friends and stuff, which is awesome, you know, for him to be able to be a kid. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to understand when you're a kid and, and you don't get to do those things. And I was the same, like I still sacrifice sleepovers and parties and bits and pieces when I was younger. Obviously, not to the extreme jet is now because of the level we race at each other's age. Yeah. But dude, when you get older, like, you'll even say it now, like, it all those sacrifices in the time seem big. But when you look back at it, it won't mean nothing when you're sitting outside your $3 million house, you've got $500,000 worth of cars in your driveway after a successful career, you know, like, and just Dude, the stress, like, man, oh, like mate. you just don't have the stress again, like the other people do at 30, you know, yeah. like I'm at, I'm yeah, at 30, exactly. at 30, like I work every fucking day, every single day. Like I'm a business yeah. owner. There's in no way, yeah. shape, I can't take weeks off work. You know what I mean? Like there no, will exactly, be, there exactly. will be pressure there. And it's like for a kid that's at, you know, like at, at Jet's age, like we sort of talked about it before. It's like, Hey, I'm 32. If his career's done at 32, I can, I'll tell him right now as a 32-year-old, you can still party like fuck at 32. Like, you don't need that shit yeah, in exactly. your 20s. Exactly. Dude, like, so true, man. Like, you can do whatever you want after the age of 32. Your life's just getting started, dude. Like, yeah. Don't even but it seems so that. old like, when you're 16. Exactly, exactly. So, it's, it's good that we have our dad here who's got a brain between his ears and, and just can lay those things out obviously johnny having been through the whole sport and our careers you know he's done the all the stuff we've done and about to go through so he can tell us like hey dude don't don't be doing this i did it wasn't worth it didn't benefit me whatsoever as much as you probably won't like to hear me do it say this to you but it does help man it does like it's just how it is you know and Again, like you said yourself, you you work every day. Dude, I've been to work with my dad rendering solid plastering in Australia. It sucked, dude. I I mean, it sounds bad, but I never take a day for granted out on the bike. Like, it's 10 times better than being 
out in the Aussie sun putting plastering on a wall, you know, rendering. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. Those guys are troopers. Like, I got mates out of chippies and brickies and stuff. Dude, I take my hat off to them. All you guys out there, the tradesmen, everyone, even the office guy. Like, dude, it's what we do is so freaking unbelievable. It's not even funny. Like, we don't get paid to freaking ride the dirt bike like you do that for free you get paid to handle all the other crap that comes with it you know <laughs> like yeah all yeah the travel all the stress all the anxiety all the pressure that's what we get paid for man like if you're out there racing a main event dude you do that for free every yeah well week. for sure man i mean like look at all of us we literally pay to go ride yeah exactly dude like it's just how it is so no it's it's life my man um, so with, uh, with the, the rest of the, these rounds, like what, what are you trying to take out of this supercross? Cause obviously like there's no championship apart from, you just said that you want to smash Austin Faulkner every corner that you can. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, nah, no, but, dude, I just, like, what are you trying to take man, out of it though? You know, just gate drops. Like, look, so you're trying to make line. every LCQ. No, that's okay. Rephrase that. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to get as much racecraft experience. Obviously, I'd love to to land it on the box, take a nice little paycheck home, and throw up a sweet Instagram post. But we're looking at the bigger picture. You know, the goal is 2021. 20, so that's what we're looking. What we need to do get as much experience and just get used to the whole deal and race day feel for 2021. You know, that's the goal to win just doing what we can to, to make it happen. So yeah, I'd love to come out with a solid top top. If I could get a top five this Sunday, that'd be, that'd be unreal. Like I'd be pretty happy with that just due to the lead up I've had. I'm six months off the bike due to injuries behind these guys and, and some, you know, from the pre previous year. So I've literally had stuff all supercross pre-season training compared to these guys who have been racing it for the past three, two, three, four years, um, obviously excluding Jet. But yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, because I think you've got to kind of manage expectations like in the kind of situation that you're in right now and just take the small wins that yeah. you can out of it. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm such a realistic person. Like, Dude, you can't hype me up before a race that I'm going to go out there and win if I don't personally think that I've done the work, enough work to deserve that win. You know, if mm. you want to win, you got to work for it. So if I line on that start line and I believe in my training, I've done the work, I can win, I'm fast, I've got this dialed, then I'll, you know, believe it more. But right now, just due to the circumstances, hey, if I could get a top five right now, that would be somewhat of a win mm. um, in our books. Just also the fact that this West Coast is freaking stacked. dude. Dude, it's insane. Like the whole pace, like this pace of the top three guys, like Dylan, Faulkner, and Jet, like, man, it's – correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if they've seen this speed for a few years. You know, like this speed is – it's gnarly. It's mm. insane. Yeah. Is your um is your body like do you have any kind of effects from those injuries or you're able to kind of get um get through that 
pretty well recovered back to 100. Yeah, no, I, I heal pretty good, dude. I heal like Wolverine, just heal right back up. Um, but I'm good now. Like my knee's sweet, my shoulders are good. Um, I've still got that plate in my collarbone from last year when the bike seized. But no, I'm good. Like I feel I feel fit and strong and stuff. So that's that's good. You know, we take care of of the matter when it when we're injured. We do as much as we can. Like when I'm injured, it doesn't. It's not like I have time off. It's like literally the kind the of work begins. Yeah, 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 yeah. It almost doubles in a way because I'm rehabbing, trying to build the muscles back in my shoulder, for example trying to keep up with my cardio so I'm not losing too much compared to the guys who are on the bike and racing and stuff. So it's kind of like it doubles in a way. Mm. Are you are you pretty like into the, the body? Like when you get injured, you want to sort of learn and you want to kind of like really sort of dial stuff in? Because I mean, I personally, for me, like with the training that I do, like I'm super into the stretching and flexibility. And like if I've got like yesterday in between heats, I'm literally on YouTube watching like different flexibility stuff that you can do. Like are you kind of one of those guys or are you just sort of doing it because you have to? Um... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that into it, man. Like I train and I'm always looking how to make my body better just within our crew and obviously like dad will be sitting on the couch and like, hey, this guy said such and such, we should try this. And we're like, yeah, for sure, let's do it. You know, we'll try it. But um, with our physio guy, like I'm pretty good with the body. Like I'm learning more and more about learning every day, you know, about your muscles. Like when this one's tight, it affects this yeah. body part, etc. Et but no, I definitely do try to stretch often and, and really make have your body feeling good, you know. And I always like I don't eat junk food. Like I'm, I'm really careful of what I'm putting into my body, like more so than Jet. Like where it's, uh, like Johnny and that gives me crap. Like, yeah, shut up, dude. Just eat it. Like yeah. you need to eat more and stuff like that, you know, where I'm like, ah, dude, like, what are you going to, I'm seriously going to eat that? Like how the heck am I supposed to be a pro athlete if I'm eating like something that's deep fried or whatever? And they're like, dude, who cares? You're going to freaking burn that up. It's calories yeah. and stuff like that. So um, I'm pretty conscious of that and like my body weight and stuff. I'm really conscious of that. So yeah, I'm kind of kind of on the wall with that kind of deal about, you know, looking for stretching yeah, you're sort of, and stuff sort of like into that. It, sort of into it, sort of not. Yeah, you know, kind of. <laughs> To the point where I can still say stay sane and yeah. not like, oh, freaking hell, like on the floor stretching again, like, geez, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How was um how was the whole deal with Cynthia with like visas and stuff through the whole COVID thing? Has she been there the whole time or like was that a bit of a nightmare? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was uh so last year <clears throat> she only came over on like a B2, I think it was like a holiday visa Yeah. for six months because, you know, just it was going to be the first time we were living with each other and stuff. So it was like, hey, you know, you might learn things and we might not be right for each other. So we get we did the six-month option before going all in on the... the yeah, you did like the try me. before you buy kind of deal. Yeah, you know, kind of like <laughs> we were already like super in love and stuff, but it was just... You know, we were both kind of like, hey, we, we'd never lived together. You know, that's when some things you can come up. So we did that. And then after we were like, yeah, 
bingo, like we're sweet, like we're awesome together. And, and then we got her put on my visa. But yeah, it was a bit of, it wasn't too bad, um, but it's definitely not, not as easy as it used to be, Trump yeah. coming in. It really, uh, really tightened things up. So, don't like, I, I know that, brother? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, him coming in when people went to renew their P1 visa, yeah, they they got denied, and they're like, oh, "Why we get denied? We had one." There's, yeah, sorry, you weren't meant to be approved in the first place. You're not qualified. So, um, the Wasserman uh, Media Group and and Lucas killed it with my visa. So I'm on an O1, which is the like the highest possible visa you can get, and they dialed me in on that. Um, so that's that's big shout out to them. That definitely made things a lot easier for getting my family over, getting her over. So mm. yeah, it worked out. It worked out good, thankfully. Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, that's a stress that's uh, very, very, very hard one to deal with if it's not going smooth. Oh, exactly, dude. Especially, I mean, you know how girls are. The slightest thing can set the whole mood off, and they're emotional, and it's just a train wreck. So like when you know i'm going there and it's not even sure she can get a visa and stuff it's just you know it's a recipe for a really hard time and oh how are we going to do the distancing and stuff uh, you know we pulled through we done the distance thing and stuff like that so it's 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 looking good that's sick how long have you guys been together now it's been a few years eh yeah it's nearly oh gee it's nearly three years dude damn boy yeah yeah it's been a while it's been a while no i'm happy she's she's awesome she's she's a badass chick well she's got you looking good mate yeah cheers, mate. <laughs> i look terrible now i've been freaking sitting on the couch all day dude you caught me off guard oh <laughs> uh, that's funny well um well hey man I, I i appreciate you guys coming on today i've been i've been wanting to get you both on for a while um but yeah everything's just obviously everyone's kind of busy but um yeah super stoked that you uh made an appearance mate gypsy gang now and uh thank you um, yeah dude i appreciate it. we'll have to do it more often dude it's cool I, I love chatting to you it's been real fun and you ask different questions and stuff it's always interviews can be a really cool or a really sucky part of this job so it's always good when you have a good interviewer and and a good dude to talk to so you know what they say, you ask stupid questions, you get a stupid answer, so... That's what I'm all about, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, so... No, it's been awesome, dude. Appreciate you having me on, even... After yeah, no, well... You, sir. <laughs> oh dude I, mate i'm the last person that gives a fuck about race results i just know i know you guys are cool <laughs> I, no, I, appreciate it. I don't care about the race shit i'm just uh i'm i'm honestly just stoked for you guys man like i know i know that it's hard to to be over there i know that it's hard to make that cultural shift i know that it's a big stage that you're on i know that there's probably a lot of self-doubt that you go through um you know making a debut and then maybe not having the best race you want to like so i i feel like maybe too with the media stuff like that that sort of stuff can um play in your mind a little bit because you there is an expectation like oh i didn't do good like what are we going to talk about but i really i really don't care (laughs) no that's awesome i just want to say it's freaking that's awesome to hear you say that dude i mean it's like i'm sure you can agree that it's in this world people love to see you do bad so to hear you say you, you want to see us do well and, and succeed and stuff that's that's really awesome you know i wish the same for you guys and yeah it's you don't hear that too often you know it's it's i feel like uh, not particularly but 
there's quite a few Australians that that go to the fight to see you get knocked out, not to see you win, you know? So yeah. that's, that's really cool. Well, man, I mean, I feel like I've been on the other side of that, man. Like when I was in America, I mean, dude, I could barely get a fucking ticket to a, to an MX national when I come back here, you know? And I was over there. Yeah, you know what I mean, dude? And, and Lucas says it still to this day. He said, dude, Aussies are gnarly. Like there's, there's a lot of people that are in your corner and they're loyal and stuff, but there's, also, a lot of people in this world that will go to your fight to see, like I said, get knocked out. They're not mm. there to see you win. You know, they're, just, they're there to see you hit the canvas. So, yeah. Well, I think at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day too, man, like I know that you guys are cool regardless of the, res, you know, like the results. It's not like, I feel like whatever you got on Sunday or whatever night you guys are fucking racing over there these days, but like, or Wednesday, like, that doesn't, that literally, it doesn't change how cool you are. You know what I mean? Like, Jet's still yeah, going to yeah. be, I mean, Jet's still going to be a kid we can pick on whether he wins night. or gets last. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it did change the mood a little bit last night. It was a kind of a bit of a, a feel sorry for yourself kind of, come on, like, that was a shit night. But no, we're good, man. It's, hey, it's racing's a big part of our life, but is what it is it is what it is, it is, what it is. <laughs> all right dude well i'll let you go i'll uh do some editing get this up on youtube i'm gonna clickbait the shit out of your austin faulkner thing um so be ready for some clickbait. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to get views bro it pisses me off man lawrence says he's gonna pole drive him next race <laughs> nah nah wait i'm just gonna take what did you say you're like He's a princess. <laughs> I'm going to put like a princess emoji on Faulkner <laughs> on the podium or some oh, shit. Oh, but the thing is, dude, I fucking like Austin. I'm, well, I haven't spoke to him in ages, but um, but I went to Costa Rica yeah, yeah. with him and shit. Like, I got, no, I got nothing really? but love. I got nothing but love for Austin, but hey, yeah, I can, like, dude, I'll rip I the shit the out of it. I mean, I'll rip the shit out of anyone, man. It's fun. But, and then people can rip the shit out of me too. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. That's the most fun, dude. That's one thing I miss is just banter with the boys. It's freaking priceless. Oh, dude. So, so much fun. And like, even, I mean, I've said it a million times on here, but I, I feel like you, you can't always make racing fun and exciting. Like the 450 main the other night, a Wednesday night, kind of boring. Oh, dude. And it's like... Wednesday, which one? The, the one just the, been? Yeah, the one just been it was all right. Like it wasn't it wasn't like a crazy sort of main event. The one before oh, was this one. The that one before fun. was the one of the best mains maybe ever. But it's like you what oh, we'll I guess go the down in Oh dude, it was hectic. But I mean, I think my my point is just that you can't really guarantee that racing's gonna deliver you like fun and excitement, but Hey, we can always talk shit on the internet after it, boys. No matter how boring the race was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, I'll tell you now, I'm, I'm a real good shit talker. That's one thing me and Mertz do a lot of is just talking crap. It's, it's dude, Mertz the man dude, for it, bro. It. Yeah, yeah, dude. Honestly, him and like, Poto. This game. For- oh yeah, he's a clown too. We play this game called WGT Golf, and we call each other on our phone and we play on our iPad. Dude, we talk the most crap and honestly, as a 20-year-old over here with not too many mates my own age, dude, I thrive off that stuff. Like, dude, banter and stuff is the best thing. It makes the world go round, honestly. 
it's it's such an Aussie thing, and like I think that's why. Um, I mean, me and Sam have been doing, you know, the Supergrass Companion stuff. Like, that's just me and him kind of hanging shit on each other. And the vlog stuff we've been doing yeah. is just him hanging shit on me. But to me, I just think it's so fun. Like, I love that shit. I've never... It's sick. It's awesome. Unreal. Yeah. Nah, well, we're bringing it back, bro. We're bringing it back. You know what you should do? Yes, um, <laughs> my dog's chewing a bone. That's the noise. Um, have you... <laughs> Have you hung out with the Verb crew that much over there, like Wes and stuff yet? No, I haven't. I've seen Verb Moto's back, baby, but they haven't tracked me and Jetson down yet. Dude, honestly, man, like, I'll, I might, um, message me a number. I'll do a group text with you and Wes. Um, bro, if you want to, if you want some, like, fun, you want to do some fun shit with, like, fun people, that's the crew, <laughs> man. Like, they're real, like, they're uh, such good people, man. You guys definitely need to hook up. They're, there's some cool people over dude. there, dude. It's it's hard when yeah, you're in the sure. it's hard in the position that you're in, man. Like I I sort of I I get it with the um yeah. you, you you sort of don't really know who's who and like who's sort of who's cool yeah. and the circle stays pretty tight. Um, but yeah, there, sure. there's there's definitely some legit guys over there. And the Verb Boys, you guys could do some fun stuff with them. That's awesome because me and Jet just rip Johnny all day and like. It's yeah, it gets pretty bad sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just I love ripping Jet too. To be honest, he's a fun kid to rip on. He is. It's funny. We always rip him. Like Dino at lunch today was ripping him. It's pretty funny. It's pretty <laughs> historical. Dude, Dean can Dean can talk shit. Like really, dude, really. he's so freaking awesome at Reedy's old place in Florida. Dude, we get there in the morning. We put music on the stereo. We dance in the like as a warm up and stupid crap and then we go out and ride and it's just freaking banter it's so good like it's so much fun after the day we're just talking crap and like jet will come in and he'll maybe get he'll be faster he'll have a faster qualifying time than dino and he'll be like so like oh just heads massive top of the world and then dino will go out and in the moto he'll gap him out and Jet will come in and he'll be like, fuck, and he'll be like sitting like pissed and, and stuff and not saying a word. And Dino's like, what? How are you sitting? Like, dude, how, I don't know how you're sitting. Like, you're so butthurt. You sure it doesn't, it's not painful sitting there? And oh, it's <laughs> the, the funny awesome. thing, too, like, the, this is the best part with Jet right now, right? Is like, he can fucking talk the talk on the bike as good as basically anybody but then when you get back yeah. to the shed and the helmet comes off and he's trying to give you these quick one-liners it's like hey bro you're still on a 60 compared to these boys dude it's it's so funny because jetson like he kind of struggles to to like give, give the one-liners and stuff like he's not very quick-witted yeah so like me and dino were just like We'll sizzle him. We'll roast him. <laughs> and obviously, like, he'll go out on the bike and... Sizzle you. <laughs> a, yeah, yeah. It turns to a demon, like... And... But it's funny. Just... It's like how it is. And it's it, good being quick-witted. Put it that way. <laughs> it'll... Uh, but he'll learn it, bro. It, it'll, it'll take him some time. It's like an apprentice on a job site. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah. That, that's, that's a good point. Like, Dino said it reminds him so much of when he rode there on the 250 with Burner and Chad. And he yeah. said he'd go out in outdoors and he would whoop Burner, spank him, and he'd be faster than Chad. And they'd come in and just give him so much crap 
about like being slow and this and that. And he would like said some days he'd nearly leave there in tears. Like <laughs> just from how much crap he got from Chad and Burner. And it's fed he said it's so funny, like it's such a role reversal now with Jet there and stuff and, and me and him being the older one, so yeah well that's it man like it's just old heads bro like you guys are old heads like that's the same as twitch you know like you can give twitch so much shit and it's like you could you got a semi claim to say it and then he can just come in and be like shut down Boom. just one line yeah. bro you know it's like it's just it's just old head shit man like you guys are his ogs yeah. bro one day there'll be like some fucking kid now that's on an 80 and jet will be doing the same thing Oh, 100%. It, history repeats itself, bro. You know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I better let you get back to it. Thanks so much for coming on, man. We'll do it again whenever you just want. Um, I feel like I feel like your, yeah, first, for sure. your first appearance on The Box, we'll have to get it done. And uh, when you guys come back to Oz, man, I'd love to have you in the studio. Hell yeah, that'd be sick. For, I hope, Dude, I hope we can get back for Oz X Open. I hope that's on this year. Yeah, I same, really man. hope things can turn around back in Oz and... And yeah, much love to Sando and Bailey, and hopefully those boys can can make it happen. That'd be that'd be unreal. Yeah, no, totally agree. All right, brother, I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. Right, thanks, man. thanks so much. Much love, dude. Take care, take care. Same, bro. See you, mate.